Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Contineros podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Port Pro, the leading operating system for drayage carriers. Schedule a demo today at portpro.io. And don't forget to mention Contineros for 10% off. Today, my guest is... Dea from the East Coast, but you can call me Pink. Hello, Pink. How are you today? Fine. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I, I want to thank you for, for uh, coming on. Uh, you're from New Jersey, so you're out here on vacation today or what? Yes, vacation. Came to visit you in the palm trees. And uh, witness a lowrider, huh? You said you saw a, a lowrider for the first time? Absolutely. Super sick. Nice, clean, chromed out, too. Yeah, nice. So tell us a, a little bit about about Pink. Uh, you, you, you named your company that Pink Transportation. I uh, noticed you started in uh, 2019 as a driver. I may be wrong, but I did some of that research, you know. And then a year later, you in 2020, when most people are going out of business, you over here starting pink transportation. Absolutely. So um, just a little bit of background. I've been in the industry since I was 16. Started out as dispatch, customer service, routing, and just decided to go ahead and get my CDL, my class A. And uh, yeah, a year later, started Pink Transportation LLC. Anyone in particular that inspired you or you're just looking for a job or has this been something in the works? No, actually, this wasn't even my career path. I was in college trying to become an RN. That didn't work out. It wasn't for me. Tried to become a police officer. Mm. Unfortunately, I'm not a runner, so I got kicked out of the academy. You went that far to the academy? (laughs) You were there. I was there. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Doing push-ups in the mud. Even shaved off all my hair, too. Wow. When was this? It was, oh, it was three years ago. Yeah? Yeah. Three years ago. You could have been out there chasing criminals. We are out there chasing chassis now. (laughs) You're absolutely right. (laughs) Trying to find empty spaces to drop them. Man, sometimes you got to make your own space. You know, I'm going to drop it here. Especially with a chassis. You could drop that anywhere and someone will pick it up right away. You know, you run into the most nicest people. Hey, are you dropping that? You know, like you make all these friends momentarily wanting your chassis and shit. Absolutely. They'll hop out even before I stop and start unhooking my lines for me. How nice. Yeah. So, wow. Out of those things that you mentioned, which one was your like the top that you really wanted and, and it hurt to not achieve or. I mean, it's never too late. You could always go back if you want it. I'm not saying it's impossible, but out of those um, scenarios or what do you call it, uh, experiences, which one is the one that you're like, man, or you don't care no more now that you're here. It's like, <laughs> I like this better. Well, you know? I'll be I'll be honest. Um, you know, I've always had a passion for helping people. So law enforcement would actually, that hurt a lot. But, you know, everything happens for a reason. It was, it was. I was so dedicated, like I said, cut my hair off all the way off, like bald, looking like a dude, and sacrificed a lot of early mornings and degrading comments so they can break you down and then rebuild you back up. But those seven seconds that I missed the run and they kicked me out the academy for, you know, 
those seven, seven seconds, seconds seven seconds yep they're strict like that like they're like come back tomorrow and improve or it's just that's it nice try well they'll give you they'll give you a practice run and if you fail they'll give you two weeks to like just train harder but if by that second qualification if you don't make it you don't make it and you're spending thousands on a academy equipment that you can't return you can't get any money back so i probably invested about like two grand 2500 that's just gone sitting in storage now but it created some kind of uh, experience and something you can look back on and say you know i'm a go-getter i always try at least absolutely absolutely i didn't let it stop me just kept going so now you're 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 fighting for justice but in these terminals, I noticed you be going into. I see APM a lot in in your posts. Yes. APM meetings, like you've already, you've actually been there with with people from APM in Jersey. Yes. Yes. Yep. How did that come to be? Like, how how did? I mean, you you're pretty new in the industry, and you're already over here kicking ass, speaking up for us, and all this stuff. So, how did what what inspired you to do that? Well, um, I'm involved now in admin for the Peer Trucker page that uh, Richie, Richie. Respe- yep, yeah. he, he runs that, so I help him run it. And um, at first, believe it or not, we didn't even like each other, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm like, the stuff that he was posting, I'm like, dude, you got to chill. <laughs> yeah, he's really passionate. Yeah, so yeah. he was like, oh, you think you can run the page? I said, absolutely. And then we stopped talking for a few weeks, and he reached back out, and, you know, we started to build that friendship, and he was like, let's change. Like, let's change everything. I'm tired of being treated like this. And I'm like, let's do it. So we just started making noise in any way that we can, and, um, you know, a lot of people call me a firecracker, so... You know, I'll take a lot, but once I explode, I explode. And it just so happened that I've gotten the attention from a lot of officials, and they just wanted to know who I was. It's all in the approach, I would say, right? You, you know how to get to them in a professional way. Does that have an impact in, in whether or not they'll even give you the time of day to talk? Oh, absolutely. Because if they see you, you know, going crazy and, as we would say in Jersey, wilding out, Okay. They're not going to want to meet with you. You have to be structured and organized, and you have to be professional sometimes, even though you don't want to be, but you have to. Right? Like, you see these politicians arguing, and they throw them hooks, but <laughs> in a political correct way, and that little smirk at the end, and, like, you got to... The communication is definitely important with them. What are some topics you brought up to them, and what is their their offer or... Do they seem to genuinely want to fix it when you go talk, or is it just let's see what she has to say, get her off our, uh, get her off our ass for a bit, just have her calm down? You know what I mean? This is someone making noise; they just want to probably tone it down. Oh, absolutely. So with the first meeting, I wasn't actually involved with that. It was Richie and Rick, who is an, another guy that works close with us for change, and um, you know they were brushed off. They were. But um, somehow we were able to get the Port Authority involved, who was, you could say, basically say the parents or the mediator of everything. And we let them know our concerns and the issues that we have and, you know, letting them know that we're, we're not messing around. We need change. And 
they were like, okay, we'll organize the meetings. But, you know, we get a lot of pushback. But for the most part, when we walked in there at that meeting that I posted up on my Instagram, we came organized. We even had, you know, in wait there, which is a member-based organization for minorities and yeah. transportation. Yeah. Those women are great, by the way. They came, you know, they helped us get structured and organized. They took notes for us and they, they listened uh. in. So they take it serious because I, I, I uh, noticed that they're a platform for success in transportation Absolutely. for men and women. Yes. So they kind of like provide that guidance so you can do good in this business, right? Yes, absolutely. And this is part of that, of them being involved. Yes. They're not specifically port related, right? They're they are not, but they are in the industry. So, you know, like you have... Miss Ava Nicole, she is the founder. She is, she has her own um, consortium. So, if you're a trucker and you need those type of services for IFTA, for HUT, you know, you need to get set up for your your drug screenings. You know, with your employees, she's the one to go to. And then you have Miss Sharice. You know, she handles government contracts. You know, it's women in transportation doing everything in transportation. It varies. And it's, they're all over. So if you need something, someone is there to help you. I like how they don't leave the men out, though. I saw that. (laughs) Men and women. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, we love you guys, you know? We love you guys, too. Take the trash out a little bit more. Oh, yeah, we try. Um, We have good intentions, though. Eventually, we'll take it out. You don't got to keep reminding us every six months. (laughs) (laughs) So is that an ongoing thing now? Are you... You went to that meeting, and now are you developing a relationship? And does that give you credibility with your peers? Like, oh, shit, they actually got a hold of someone. Now that we have their attention, what are we going to do with that attention? Or are we just going to keep wilding out? You know, what's the next step? And once you have that meeting, that inspires you to keep going. Definitely, I bet you feel like, oh, shit, they listen to us. Because you feel like they don't give a shit sometimes. Oh, absolutely. I know they hear the horns. I know they, they, you know, I know they see the posts when we're complaining on social media. But what are they doing? So here's the thing. It does give, it, it gives us, you know, a lot of credibility. But um, what we're trying to do is establish relationships. Because if we don't have those relationships, then we will never get to actually know who are those men and women that are up in the buildings looking down at us. So... As long as we're able to like just you know keep our our feet on the ground, keep our 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 vision forward, I think that we'll be able to establish a lot. And we haven't just met with APM; we have met with Global Terminals, which is pretty big. They operate Global, which is in Bayonne, and NYCT. NYCT actually really have no complaints about them. They're one of the one of my favorite ports. What is it called again? NYCT. Oh, uh, what what does that stand for or what? New York Container Terminal. Oh, okay. Yeah. Remember, yeah. I'm from oh, yeah. California, Port of Long Beach, Port of LA. That's all I know. But I knew, know it, it gets a little hectic over there, too, from what I see. Oh, you know? absolutely. You know, we're, um, we met with Global, and that meeting went well. It, it really did. And uh, they are open for second-time meetings with us, and that says a lot as well. Because they could have been like, all right, cool, we'll take your notes and we'll work on it. But 
They're like, okay, let's see how it is in four months. Let's see how it is in six months. So it says a lot. And we use the Facebook page to ask the drivers who are active in the ports, you know, what are your issues? What are you going through? What changes do you want to see? Because their voices matter, you know. You guys ain't playing, so. Oh, no, absolutely not. Yeah, um, no memes, none of that funny stuff. Or keep it from time to time, moderation, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, there are some things that we, we will not tolerate, you know, but. We need to laugh sometimes. Yeah. So you actually hold them accountable. You're following up with them. Is there anything that you've noticed that they actually did based on a meeting or you're still pushing? Oh, well, you know, just personally for myself, I had an issue with my customer. She let me know at the last minute, like they always do. I have a container that's, you know, it's about to go into storage. It's the last free day. Can you help me out? Can you go get it? And I'm booked, like super busy. I can't, can't go get it until the next day or the day after. So I hit up an official from APM and I was like, hey, is there anything you can do to help me with this? And he helped me out. He was like, hey, I changed the last free day for you. Don't worry about the charges. So it was like, thanks. Yep. That's the, the power of relationship. Absolutely. And it's important. It's very important. So you're movement or your crew what is yours called you mentioned it or did i miss it no i actually didn't get a chance to mention it what is your movement but um we are par 18 me richie and a couple of other guys par 18 what does that stand for (laughs) p-a-r p-a-r what what is that port air and rail and then 18 is for the 18 wheels oh i like yep and we fall underneath tm4j which is truckers movement for justice that's how we met, thanks to yeah. thanks to uh, Billy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Billy Randall, shout out to him wherever he is. I am very thankful that I uh, got to meet him through Richie, which uh, he introduced us. And then, see, it's a ripple effect. All these like-minded individuals out there connecting. Absolutely. And it led to this. Now you're here speaking out. This message will get to someone, and, and it keeps going. You inspire other people to do something absolutely hopefully more women as well because you know there's seven percent of women in the industry as a total but there's an even smaller percentage of women that are in the drage industry and there's they they're suffering just like i am so if i can be that voice you know and they hear me you know hopefully they can join me you know i just don't want to speak for them i want them to join me and use their voice and use their platform to just put out whatever it is that they're dealing with you know, because we're stronger in numbers. We really are. Yeah, I like that saying, uh, strength in numbers. Yes. I tried to use it for Conteneros, but then I, I saw it's, um, I think the Golden State Warriors have that slogan. Oh. It was taken. Sorry. Oh, well, we'll find something for you. <laughs> but it still means the same thing, whether it's trademarked or not. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Absolutely, yeah. It's a real, it's true, that, that saying, strength in numbers. You can't absolutely you're only as strong as your weakest link is that how it goes that that is yeah you know uh pinks is uh we deliver everything except excuses ah that's oh (laughs) yeah i'm about to uh steal that one real quick and um i'll also say i had the uh opportunity of um being able to be a board member for m weight so what what does that mean what does that come with what responsibilities (laughs) They looked up, they're like, oh, you know, she's a good candidate or what What got you in there? For, you know, they actually, 
they saw me on Twitter and they reached out to me. Okay. And, uh, you know, it was just, it was one of those posts that went a little bit viral and it was about the wait times and it was like, you know, we have no eateries, we have no restrooms, you know, we have no respect and, you know, we just linked up and it's, it's been great. They're like big sisters to me. Sometimes you got to say what's on everyone's mind that other people won't say or they yeah. just grown used to it. And it's like, that's just the way it is. But that's the way it is, but it's not the way it has to stay. Yeah. So there was one thing that I took from one of your posts. You advocate to bring a, advocate to bring awareness for grievances that, that plague the trucking sector of transportation. With continued solidarity and collaborations of all sectors in the transportation industry, the necessary change will come and stay for generations to come. Absolutely. I mean, you know, whatever way you think about it, you know, container haulers, and I don't know if this is trademarked or not, and I've heard this over and over again, and I finally realized what it means. Container haulers are the first and the last leg of the trip. So before, before those pallets get on the dry van or they're on the sprinter vans and they're, they're transported through Amazon warehouses, you know, more than likely, let's say like 97%, that's imported over. And it's imported on containers. And we get it first. And then that container, even if you take it back to the port empty, there are some times where it's exported. Things are put back on that container and it's, it's shipped out. So in most areas, you know, we are at the bottom. People look at us like, you know, bottom feeders, and I hate to say it like that. Yeah, I hate it too. Yep. But that's why we, we do need what to we do. We got to put it out there that yeah. this is an important part of the, the supply chain and we matter. Absolutely. And you need to recognize our value and state the facts for the people that like over 90% of, of, of you know of the, of the goods are have been or you know end up in a container exactly like, be proud for of your of your role in this absolutely you know? that's why like the brand is, is like mostly that like you know a lot of it it's with pride of what you do like bringing that to the people like be proud. If you unload a container, be proud. If you dispatch containers, be proud. If you work at the docks, be proud. Absolutely. If you're a trucker, be proud. It's yeah. all working class. It's all hustlers that some underdogs, some not, but everyone's like contributing to keep this society going. Absolutely. And, you know, it's like, you know, uh, you have Budweiser, you know, they brew over in New Jersey and, um, I opened up a container one day at a stop and I saw their cans inside of a container. And you would think like, oh, you know, everything is, is done in the United States and everything isn't, you know. No? No. Those, those cans, they were shipped from, I believe it was India. Budweiser cans? Over here, yeah. Like beer cans? Beer like cans. Empties? Like Empty beer cans. Wow. Like the tops weren't even sealed on them yet. Oh, wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I was hoping I thought, something wasn't empty, but they were all empty. Oh. Yeah. Yep. Medical supplies and clothing and just everything that you would think would be here. You know, no. Nope. And it came in a container delivered by, by Daya. Yeah. And her Pink Transportation Corporation. LLC. Um, LLC. LLC. Yep. So 
how do you uh, moving on to to family? How do you balance the the work schedule with with, with family? You know, like because it's just a different uh, gender, right? But it's still the same amount of of time. And yeah, I, I just spoke with someone about the the toll it takes on a family if you don't structure it properly. You know, communication. So how does uh, how does it work for you with your? Do you do long hours or you just decided you're gonna set a certain schedule, which I doubt you can in this <laughs> industry. So you know, as a as a business owner, like, well, first of all, as a as a company driver, I thought I had it bad working those those hours, you know, twelve hours a day. But as a business owner, I'm working like twenty four seven, just straight. So it is very hard to balance, especially like as a mom. Um, but I do it, you know, like I I wouldn't I wouldn't change it for the world. It is what it is. You know, do I wish I had more time? Absolutely. But, you know, if I don't sacrifice now, you know, it's going to be a struggle later. And I, I don't want that. I want, you know, I just want to be comfortable later. So whatever I have to do now, I'm going to do it. But it does take a toll on your relationships. Actually, uh, I don't want to even uh, talk about that, but it's cool. All right. Okay. So if you could go back, would you still want to do trucking? or If I could go back, I'm going to be honest. I would have like bought a truck five years ago, probably like six of them if I could like years ago, if, if I would have known, you know, just how the trucking industry is as a driver and a business owner, instead of working for someone else, I would have been set. So like with the, the, the experience you've gathered so far, like you would use that to your advantage. Absolutely. And you know what, what I'm building now is a, is a, it's just a brand. It's a company that I want people to actually come on to and feel comfortable. I want women to feel safe, men as well. You know, I, I want there to be transparency. I want to I want to be able to look out for them and whether it's direct depositing their checks into their account or writing their checks every Friday. I want them to know like, you know, not everyone is out here to just beat you for your time, you know, like come up on you. Yeah. We need transparency in the industry. It'll kind of be like your own, uh, kind of like an academy to inspire them. They'll come through Pink and work yeah. and get a feel for it. And Go from out. there, ma many entrepreneurs yeah. will be born. Yeah. And you know what? A lot of people don't realize that owner-operators and independent carriers are small businesses. We really are. And we, for the ones that are still here, and we struggle through that hard part of covid it says a lot about our strength. So I, I think we need a, I don't think I know we need a little bit more, a lot more respect. Yeah, we do. A shitload more. A lot. <laughs> Start with some restrooms, man. Like, Absolutely. Some of these restrooms is like, God damn. Hmm. Porter potties. From, let's just say 40 years, 40 years ago, we're still using porter potties, porter johns, whatever you want to call it. You cannot tell me that it's okay for a driver to have to, whether go on the side of the truck, or if you're a woman, have to use it. Use the restroom in your truck. You, and they're, they're in there for hours. You cannot tell me that's humane. It's not. It's it's degrading. It's disrespectful. Yeah. On the same property, there's one full of flies, and then there's one with AC. It's like, 
with padlocks what's, what's, on it. What's going on here? With padlocks. Yeah. No outside truckers. Yeah. So <laughs> that's one of the, the the biggest things that, you know, I'm advocating for. And I stand firm on that because we need restrooms. We need a place to actually wash our hands with running water. Sanitizer isn't going to do it. Yeah, there's got to be some structure. Like there's guys with with they need medication. Let's say you need uh, to have a meal at a certain time. Like diabetics, they, their their diets are really strict. Absolutely. Uh, you need your insulin. Maybe you forgot it. I keep kicking the table. I'm sorry. I <laughs> know you're uh, good. Maybe they forgot their meds or whatever, and they're stuck in this line. And if they leave, they're gonna lose their spot. If they lose their spot, they didn't make any money that day. So you shouldn't have to debate whether you know going to use the restroom or or not because you'll lose your spot. Like. Cause it's absolutely maybe a shuttle i mean the solution is there if you genuinely want to solve it it's just not being uh taken into consideration and i think we just need to keep making noise and that's funny that you say that too because um with our meeting at global um that part 18 attended we let them know you know you have a whole section called the l section and there is about 13 to 15 lanes can't even remember because I like don't even want to go back there. It's a hellhole. But 13 to 15 lanes, super packed. You know, there is not one lane dedicated as an emergency lane. So if you have 500 drivers stuck in that lane waiting to go out, if someone is having a heart attack, if there is a fire in one of those lanes, you're putting drivers at risk. And we brought that up. You know, like, where's the safety for us? There's none. They don't care. But... As soon as we did bring it up and the Port Authority was right there, they were mm-hmm. like, oh, it makes sense. Of course it does. <laughs> yeah, there was, that reminded me, there was an incident at, at Hanjin Terminal um, a couple years ago. There was some kind of a hazmat spill, mm-hmm. some kind of dangerous chemical, obviously, because they escorted all, all of the, the dock workers, the office people, they escorted them out. But a lot of truckers were left behind. A lot of truckers were still in their spot. Like, they didn't even know what was going on. Ridiculous. They found out about it, like, the next day. Like, oh, I was I was exposed to some chemicals? That sucks. What the that, fuck? Like, it sucks, you know? And this is... Richie's big on CBs. He wants drivers. He wants all port truckers to have CBs in their trucks. And I'm like... It's so hard to bring that back. You know? You and know. when they're on, they're just talking a lot of shit. A like, lot. You're trying to get through, like, hey... Well, Trying to get an update, you just hear a bunch of trolling, man. <laughs> Turn that shit off. Huge. You got guys hop on there singing, like, I don't want to hear that <laughs> shit right now. I want to know how the terminal is so I can know if I should stop for lunch or not. I know, I Help know. Help me out. I know. Listen, I'm going to get a pink one just just to have it. You know, I got to. It's part of the brand. What are the channels out there for those that do use the CB? Like here, the Spanish-speaking community is seven, and... uh I believe it's 10 and 19 in English, but there's a lot of other channels you could use. You know, I'm going to be honest. I don't even know the the channels. I I don't. Richie knows all the channels. You can always make your own and have everyone hop on that one. Right. We got to, maybe 2020 established. Channel 20? Yeah, 20. Does it go up to 20? I I don't even remember. (laughs) We'll figure it out. I turned mine off for so long. And then I I broke my antennas because occasionally I go through the residential Get all those trees. Bah, bah, bah. Listen, don't even don't even talk about <laughs> residential. I parked my tractor right in front of my house, okay? Because I'm super paranoid. So, 
neighbors are a little that, bit. That ticket person, you're going to learn today, <laughs> keep giving you tickets. That's why you got to take the license plate off. <laughs> ah, that's one way to get a toad, though. <laughs> You know, yeah, no, you know, fortunately where I live, you know, there's a lot of older black people that understand my hustle and my drive. So they're like, listen, do your thing, park it. Yeah. Occasionally I would take mine home, but I would put it in the driveway. Mm -hmm. And since we lease, I would hope that they never came and saw the truck on the property because then they want to probably get me for it. They say you crack the driveway and all that shit because trucks are heavy, you know. Then on top of that, uh, right next to the neighbor's bedroom. So you turn that thing on at, at you know, 3.30 a.m. I tried not to do it as much, but there was a time I was parking in the street a lot. And sometimes parking in the street and having to, like, get a ride and go to your car, or it's just inconvenient. So I, I figured if I, fin let's say you finish at midnight, you don't feel like going to park your truck somewhere far away, and then you're going to have to get up. How long are you going to sleep? Exactly. Just take that shit home. <laughs> take a two-hour nap and, you know. Yeah, it's a, it's a sacrifice. And uh, that's one of the things that TMJ is advocating for as well is the parking um, structure. There's, there's no way in the world that you have these towns that have ports, you know, but they're restricting drivers to park. How does that work, you know? So... Same thing's happening here. It yeah. sucks. You know, and these are billion-dollar companies. Why don't we have parking? Or the parking that we have is, like, they want us to overpay. It's like, come on, are you serious? Yeah, all the solutions they bring out come with, like, a profit for them. Like, exactly. Put a solution that benefits everyone, not just exactly. your pocket. So and That reminded me that um, here in Wilmington, Wilmington, California, you would think that because you live in a, in a city that is – Port dock work related, you'd you you'd, you'd accept the fact that it comes with running into trucks all the time. Like, how the fuck do you wanna live somewhere where the goods are always coming in and out, and then complain about seeing trucks on the street? Exactly. You see these people on the news, like, yeah, we're, we're tired of these trucks. Like, do you know where you live? Like, where, where do you want us to go? Like, like you uh, wanted uh, to teleport to the motherfucking exactly. customer. Like, or you know what, better yet, grow grow your own food, make your own clothes. How about that, you know? If you're wearing it, if you're eating it, a trucker brought it in. Have some respect. Yeah, that that, that, that sticker never gets old, the one about uh, you don't like truckers, stop Some buying shit. shit. <laughs> Problem solved. <laughs> Man. Did I ask you this already? What made you want, want to create change? Did you have a – you went in there and you're like, oh, shit. No good. This is not good. I need to do something. Or what? What made you get on that? Who introduced you to that? That mindset. Like, let's fix this. Let's do something. A lot of talking and no action. You know, mm -hmm. it, it was like you know, a lot of guys were like, "Ah, oh, let's do this. Let's do that." And I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> you know, I, I'm like the, the little hype man. I'm like, "Let's do it. Let's yeah. let's go. Like, let's let's shut this shit down." And, and then what? What's your plan? <laughs> No, I'm I'm stuck out there, <laughs> my ass out there by myself. But no, like uh, to to be surrounded, you know, with and I, I always say brothers and sisters, but you know, with TMJ and just you know, and wait, just you know, just trying to go about it the right way and make it happen. You know, for me, I'm like very like like 
passive aggressive. So I try to be like, yeah, you know, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. We got to do this. But then, you know, I have to take a step back and be like, yeah, but we have to do it this way because we don't want to get the wrong attention. We want people to actually really take us serious. Yeah. And um, sometimes people want that role or that they want the eyes on them or they want to start something and get the attention and they get the attention and it's like, what are you going to do when the eyes are on you and when they're actually listening? So I think it matters to, to have a plan and not just stop the trucks just because you're mad that day. Like there has to be structure. Like, so we're doing this because we want this, but sometimes we don't even know what we want. Like sometimes truckers, want to support a movement because they had a bad day the next day exactly. they're doing good they don't got time to help you exactly. exactly there's a lot of division you know you're absolutely right the people you want to unite start doing their own thing and then it's a competition like everybody wants to be the the chief yeah and at the end of the day instead of uniting we're like dividing ourselves more like so what i like about tmj from what i saw is that you guys are a, a lot of movements coming together, not going against each other. Like, you should join yes. us because we're better. Like, no, you should join us. Not at all. No. Everyone is like, think of it like um, like military branches yep. in this fight for justice for drivers. Yep. That's how I think of it. And and this is the thing, you know, there is no, we're, we're, we're not asking for no money from anybody. So everything that we put out, you know, it's, it's personal. Like it's from our personal funds. It's from our, our savings. And we don't care, you know, it, it has to happen. It is what it is. You know, we just want everyone to know, like, you know, we are out here fighting for change for you, for us, you know, we're not sitting in offices. You know, I have, when I'm in my truck and I'm making these Instagram posts or I'm on Twitter and I'm writing these emails, I'm in my truck, probably eating some Doritos using my Wi-Fi from my ELD and I'm on my laptop, you know, just trying to make it happen. Yeah, we're all trying to make it happen, man. Yeah. It just feels like with time, there's so many movements, so many attempts, you start feeling like your enthusiasm starts to die out in a way. But you keep got to keep coming back. Yeah. Because otherwise, it'll be just like everyone else. Like, I think and that's kind of what they want. Like, just... Go ahead and, you know, make your noise. You know, eventually you, it'll, you'll get tired. And it's like the new people. See, you came in. You're new, like respectfully. You're new. So right now you're enthusiastic. You're pumped up. Yeah, we're going to change this, right? And, like, us that we've been in there longer is, like, we, we've, we've been there. We saw that, like, and we start to feel like, like, is this the one? You know, like, <laughs> is this that time that they're going to actually do it? But I think everyone plants a little seed along the way and maybe with time it'll just get more fuck what am i trying to say it's like it'll take time generally speaking like maybe the first movement didn't establish nothing maybe the second one didn't maybe but it's always an attempt and with time someone's got to master that shit absolutely you know and you know that's 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 another thing no it's cool no commas or nothing no, like, you know, um, I I did a podcast with Freight Waves yeah. the other day. And, you know, the dude was like, you know, be careful because it's it could be a slippery slope. You know, whatever's good today may not be good tomorrow. And that's the truth. You know, same thing with the people that comes along. You know, 
they might not be a good fit for the movement because of, you know, their beliefs, but we're not going to execute them or exile them. You know, they may have great ideas to help us, but as far as like, you know, their long-term vision, it just doesn't match what we're trying to do. And we're not just trying to change for, we're not advocating for change for six months. We want the change to last for as long as the drage industry is here, because if we don't, it's going to just keep going back to the way it was. You know, we need consistency overall. Maybe they're hoping or betting that in the in the near future, like independent contractors will kind of die out and big corporations will take over. Probably. It seems with all these things they add, you know, all these restrictions, all these new laws, all this other shit, it makes it like, like you know I'm trying to run a business here. Why do you keep throwing, you know, extras at me? Like, it's complicated. Mm-hmm. The fees, you know, and just... Just all the rules and regulations, like you guys, you guys have a heart over here, you know? And on top of that, we got the workforce stuff, right? Yeah. We have the way we got to work, all these uh, compliance, all this shit. On top of that, we got to balance the, the, the work and family. On top of that, we want to get treated better at the port. It's like, it's a lot of work to do out here. It is. It's very stressful as well. And, you know, um, over in New Jersey, I don't know if it would say the same thing over here, but one of the um, one of the questions, like when you're getting your CDL on that test is, you know, how would you how would you handle, you know, a situation where you're you have bad news and you got to take a phone call and they kind of tell you like, oh, you know, don't take the phone call until after you're done driving and you know, what people don't realize is that even if it's not a phone call, but we're dealing with longshoremen that, you know, beats us up, bullies us, or we're stuck in the port for hours to get a load. And then at the end of the day, we don't, we come out with a bare chassis because they lost the box. They don't realize that, that that plays a big part in our emotional state. And then past the emotional state, it takes a toll on us mentally and then physically. So it drains us. And it's like, you know, that's where some of these accidents come into play as well. Like I said before, and it, it just goes back to respect. Like you, you have to respect the drivers because you cutting a driver off and slamming on your brakes and then moving out the way, you know, it's, you know, it tenses up the driver and then, you know, it puts us in an un, uh, unsafe space for the entire leg of the trip. And the environment is, is laid out like that so that we have to be, okay, there's no excuse to be rude or whatever, but we're no. human, right? So sometimes all that piles up yeah, and we become a creature of our environment, a product of our environment. Yes. There we go. So like not all the tri- all, not all the drivers started out as like sneaky. Well, well, how should I say it? Me, when I went in, I was trying to be nice to everyone but i was a sucker because i tried to follow the rhythm okay that guy got here before me uh the chassis right next to me but he was here before me so i'm gonna like let him do his thing fast forward if that chassis i'm grabbing that shit you know (laughs) because everyone else would do it so then you start adapting to it like oh shit i gotta look out for me because everyone's doing the same yep so if you don't set the example then that's gonna become a, a norm and a tradition like hey once you go in this terminal, it's every man for himself. And then yeah. we want unity. like. And, and that's that's what we're trying to fix, too. You know, we are actually trying to build relationships 
with drivers so they can feel comfortable to come to us and let us know, you know, what's going on. We we have to have relationships, not just with the operations. And that's that's major, too. We need to have relationships with them, even though some people don't want to, but we have to. But we need relationships with the other drivers as well. So no matter what nationality, your creed, your religion, whatever you are, if you are a port trucker, like somebody may not say this, but I'll say it. Listen, I love you. Like be safe out there. We need that. We really do. Yeah. Even the ones that cut you off, we got to love them too. Cause yeah, we really, really we do. just ran into that version of them that day. But other than that, everyone, what's this saying that you could be a thousand, a thousand people in a day, depending who sees you or, you know, depending yes. on what state of mind you were in. So to you, you caught me without my coffee. I'm a, I'm a certain <laughs> person, and you know someone caught me in a great mood. I'm I'm a good person to them, so we're all human, and absolutely, just, you know. There was a time uh, at 8 p.m. It was it wasn't when I first started driving. It was a couple months in, and you you know you gotta have your safety vest on. You know you mm. just safety stuff you don't walk behind a chassis that you know is going to move you keep yeah. your eyes open and so i started backing up you know i checked i didn't see the guy so i started backing up and then i hear yelling oh beep 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 like mm-hmm. and when those beeps are like curt like cursing me out like a dog and then i just i lost it like i just i blacked out so i just got out my who the fuck you think you're talking to motherfucker? listen word up <laughs> Listen, I popped the brakes, I grabbed the pipe, I hopped out. I'm like, are you stupid? Are you crazy? I'm like, you don't even have a safety vest on. And I'm going back and forth with him. We're in each other's faces. And then you see the guys coming over and they're pushing me away. They're holding him back. And then I'm just like, whatever. So then probably about, I would say it was like 45 minutes later after I got my box, I pulled out to, you know, close my pins up, throw my Ziplocs on. And... He walked up to me and I'm looking at him and I, you know, I take a step back because I'm like, if he tries anything, I'm going to punch him yeah. in the face, you know, you know, yeah. got to defend myself. I think he, I, go ahead. I, I think <laughs> I know where you're going with it. Yeah. And, and he, he was just like, I want to apologize to you, you know, and I stopped him before he could say anything else. I said, there's, there's no need. I, w- I was, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry too. I'm, I'm sorry. And like, we hugged it out and I was like, put your safety vest on and <laughs> He was like, yeah, he was like, I take full responsibility. But he was like, I disrespected you and I, I should have never did that. So, but every time I see him now, like, we're like, what's up? Like, we're like screaming like, at each other. He's like, yeah, I got my best <laughs> So, you know, and even though it was a bad start, but we built a relationship. So every time we see each other, we say, what's up? We're, we're cool with a each other. A lot of good comes from putting your ego aside yeah, and accepting when you, you were wrong. To. You, you know? have to. Otherwise, imagine every time you see each other, it's like animosity. Oh, fuck it's, that guy. Who wants to be? Time, who wants to be like that? You know. <laughs> <laughs> By the time he he went over, had you thought about it too? Like, man, maybe I overreacted because you know when Absolutely. you got the hot head, you're like, mm-hmm. fuck everyone, and then you're yep. like, man. But you know, when you start thinking about it, that's how you know you're wrong. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, well, that that was interesting. <laughs> So there could be peace just by straight up practicing it. Absolutely. You yeah. know, like I've done that too. And then I have apologized. You know, it feels good after 
then you see the good version of that person is like, man, to think like 30 minutes ago, I didn't like this person. And I, you know, and now Absolutely. we're shaking hands. Hugging I'm giving him a sticker. Right. <laughs> I don't know if it ends up in the trash after, but you know, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it doesn't. It, so. it doesn't, you know, just you don't think right sometimes. You're like, fuck, you just want to get the fuck out of here. Like, yeah, <sighs> that yeah. turns us against each other. Like, that's why there's got to be some kind of changes where like those con working conditions are taken care of. So now we have time to take a breather and be like, we're not cutting our veins and we're not, you know, looking out just for number one exactly you know also like you know with with part 18 what we're also trying to build is like you know a brotherhood and, and sisterhood for truckers so it's like we're not only seeing each other inside the port it's like you know we, we're working these long hours we have our families you know like let's one day let's take off like let's take the kids bowling like in the summertime let's let's take off and like let's just all like get together and go to the beach that's my vision you know that i have and it's like some someone may not like it that's fine you know i'm, I'm not everyone's apple you know everyone may not like my tea but there are people out there that think the same way that you know i do and it's like let's do it like we we need relationships with each other we're sitting in a truck all day for hours with minimum contact with other human beings besides our phones you know it does something to you it changes you in a way and you just gotta yeah. gotta get back to reality you really do yeah you miss out on so much around you yeah i feel like when i was younger i was a little more like not as shy you know yeah and then this job kind of like even doing the podcast like at first it always feels like the first day like it's like I know we're only on number eight, but eight episodes is enough to be like, get a little confidence going, you know, but I still feel nervous. I still feel like, what if I don't know how to talk properly? Or what if I ask a stupid question? Like everyone's different, you know, so I, no question is stupid. Just, no question is stupid. You know, you just got to stay true to your yourself. You got to be authentic. People like authenticity. So like if you're fake, people are going to pick it up off the camera right away. And yeah, yeah. You know, they're not going to want to yeah. fuck with you. That's why but, I try to do the, 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 the sessions like this. Like I try to like all I edit pretty much unless unless someone complains. All I edit is just the beginning and the end to cut to trim the part where I walk over here from over there. You know course, what I mean? And yeah. the ending. That's it. Like, yeah. I, I'm making my goal to, like, not, if I'm saying everything legit, like, what is there to edit? Exactly. And exactly. if I come on here talking, I know if it ain't facts or if it ain't real, like, don't open your mouth. Nope, not at all. And, yeah, if you take it back, then you back down on, on your belief because you, 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 you spoke it to the mm -hmm. world and now you want to take it back. Why? Exactly. Why are you overthinking it? Exactly. Yeah. No, I'm with you with that 110%, you know. You got to be real 100% of the time, especially, like, with the movements that we're doing. That's why we like transparency. We want everyone to see exactly what we're doing, and we invite drivers. Even if, like, you know, you sit in on one of our Zoom meetings, you know, we want you to hear what we have to say so you know, like, it's no bullshit with what we're doing. Like, it's all real. Like I know it is. <laughs> I was blessed to be a part of a few of those meetings until I had to voluntarily what do you call it um, withdraw withdraw temporarily yeah. you know and i told you it's cool yeah, it's all like, right come yeah. whenever you're ready come back we're gonna be here like we're trying to build yeah. something solid you know yeah. i feel like there's this see i have a couple notes but i know some people feel like 
if you write notes, it might be fake. You know what I mean? But I call it like um, organized thoughts. You know what I mean? So if I put a layout of an invention, is it not my invention because I wrote it out before it was manifested? No. No, that's your blueprint. That's that's the proof. Yeah. That's so me, I, I find that I got to do what works for me. So I find that if I take notes, it kind of structures my because it's very easy to to choose the wrong. You could say the same paragraph. But if the last sentence is the first one, it'll be a whole different outcome. It's like, oh, shit. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, there was a video of an accident and um, the guy, as soon as the point of impact, it said, um, the radio said, you deserve it. Crazy, huh? It's like one of the most recent videos. So his dash cam captured that. He listened to the radio. Boom. As soon as he hits, you deserve it. <laughs> I'm, not even, I'm not trying to laugh, but that's fucked up. <laughs> it's fucked up. Well, what's fucked up, what I'm saying is the importance of choosing your words properly, yeah. right? So I put in the caption, listen to the full, listen, watch to the end and listen to the audio, right? So everyone was already saying, that's fucked up that he says that he deserved it. That's fucked up. Why? What was the difference? I edited it. I edited it. How do you? I Ed, edited. I edited. Edit, edit. I edited. Edit, edit. You know what I did, man. I, Not I, I, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I did that. I, I changed the caption to say to say more specifically. Listen to what the radio. Did. I replaced radio with audio. The minute I replaced audio, and I put radio, you know, listen to the radio at the end. People stopped bashing him. Audio, radio. Just see what I mean? The, the difference a word can make. Yeah. So that's why, like, when it's certain topics I, I take really serious, I'll, I'll take some notes of how I want to say it, you know? Crazy that you say that, too. And and you know what? Um, You got to, well, you know, speaking for myself, when I'm out here doing these podcasts and these interviews, I'm very careful with what words I say because if it's I, 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 when I mean we – because everyone knows, like, you know, it's a, it's a team thing. We, we all have our, we all have, you know, jobs that we do and, mm -hmm. you know, just to bring it together to solidify it. Yeah. But if I say I too much, somebody will take that the wrong way. Oh, you're self, you're, you're for self gang, you're, yeah. you know, like, but it's like, no, it's not like that at all. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm running with the family. Like we're, we're a yeah. pack, you know, it's not like that. So. There's a lot of things that, you know, I have to be careful on. Unfortunately, well. certain words, they can't, through audio, you can't really know the intention because that's in here. So you might Absolutely. be saying I, and it is I because it starts with your actions. So we all need to be the change we want to see. So they can say I as well. Just be a better version of, of and be a better version of themselves. You be a better version of you. So, Absolutely. You yeah, know that, that, I agree. That's, um, you know, back to that topic, what we were saying, like how I, I felt momentarily like I bailed out on people because I had already uh, set in mo in place uh, uh, even an organization name. Like it was called the Drayage Truckers Association, right? You guys had your organizations. Um, but then I, I was thinking like, damn, my, my life's a mess right now. <laughs> I can't give the people the quality they deserve. So why am I even, if I'm not going to give it 110 right now, I don't even know what my my legal status will be like, you know, 
I literally have court next week, you know? So, but I'm just saying, I'm not going to make it about me like that, but the point is that I just call it a, a little, a pause to improve myself so that I can be a better, you know, what's the word? A, a better, uh, I feel the word leader is a little too bold of a statement for me based on my past, you know, what I've been through, what I've done. So I don't feel I deserve that role, you know, or that title, but it would give me time to make a better version of myself. So at the time, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> That's a long ass sentence. No, I got, no, know, no, but. no. And, um, oh man, Look, guys, I fucking wrote notes, <laughs> man. Like, and then out of all these, I don't know what the fuck to say. No, you know? it's okay. You know, like, it'll um, come naturally, but yeah, it's, Oh man, I, I and I hate to bring this up because I have to. I got a I got a phone call the other night, and um, I know it was with uh, good intentions. I don't know if you remember, like back in the day. I'm not editing the, this. I'm not gonna remove this. Don't remove it. It's tea, piping hot tea. Okay. So, <laughs> and and I don't care. You know, like it, it is what it is. Because I don't tolerate disrespect. If I don't disrespect you, don't disrespect me. You know, especially a man. I don't. You know, a man without his safety list. So even worse. Mm -mm. But I got a phone call uh, the other night and uh, it threw me by surprise because I wasn't expecting this person to be on the phone. It's like, you know, back in the day, like, the three way phone calls or whatever. Mm. But uh, this wasn't the first time that he was like condescending to me. And uh, he was like, oh, such and such calls you a leader. What qualities you have as a, as a leader? And I'm like. Excuse I had to me? pause because it was like, first, first of all, you're calling my phone, you know? Like, how dare you? Take your time Eight out of your day. Eight o'clock at night. Eight o'clock at night. How dare you call my phone and ask me what qualities do I have? And I told him straight up. I said, no, I don't look at myself as a leader. I just have the passion. I have the drive. I'm determined. You know, I'm, I'm here advocating for change. I'm like, you've done this 40 years ago? And, you know, what came out of it? You know, and I'm asking respectfully. I'm not trying to be dick, even though I wanted to be. But, you know, I, I had to I had to ask, like, out of the 40 years that you've been here and the money that you've you've say that you've invested, you know, what change has come besides, you know, building your your brand and popularity. And exactly. All yeah. Like, what have you done for the drivers? And he's like, oh, you know, just going off on me or whatever. And I I wanted to hang up in his face. But I didn't because I wanted to hear everything he had to say because that's everything he's going to say that he did say that I knew he was going to say. It's what he felt anyways. Exactly. And it was a determination. It's to keep me going. It's like, it's okay. It's all right. Mm -hmm. Now, it was the second time that he's disrespected me like that. Now he won't get another one. Mm. Yeah. And then, um, so he had um, 40 years in the game and... Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly is twenty three. Allegedly okay. is twenty three. But you know, but what, what are you gonna do? Like, yeah. But uh, you calling a woman's phone, eight o'clock at night, <laughs> hounding her because someone called me a leader, mm -hmm. and it's like, well, well, no, I'm, I'm not a leader. Like, if you even look at my WhatsApp status, it says lone wolf. Mm -hmm. You know, but yeah. So if if you're gonna be like. Hmm. See that that like the whole branding thing too. Like yeah. we're all building brands, but if you're gonna, what what determines what type of person 
it is and who it's really for, what they build is by what the the way you leverage that brand to help the people that help you build it. Yeah. Like if you build a brand based on the support and then you turn your back on those people, then that brand was all about yourself exactly. under the under the image or the deception that it's that for the false people. False image, yeah. You know. False. You know. So that's why I say transparency. Like you know, ain't it's it's nothing to hide. It's nothing yeah. to hide at all. Yeah. You know, whatever I do, what whatever organization name that I mention, you know, in here, you know, I, you know, I let them know, like, you know, I would bring you up. Like, do you want me to bring your name up? Do you want me to say the things that you're doing and the, the things that you're accomplished? Because everyone is everyone is doing their own things, but whatever. And you need each other. Exactly. Like, you know, we we are where we are all we have. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that, that guy, he, uh, he he doesn't like me. That's good that we are all we have. A lot of people use that slogan, and it's, I like it. Because no one's fucking saving us. Like, no. we have to, you have to go up there and talk about, I need a restroom. Like, let's trade roles for a week, and then you'll see what we go through, you know? Oh, my God, a bathroom. A bathroom. Yeah, let's trade restrooms for, for a week. Come see, on. Like I'm in here with the flies and yep. the humidity and, Yeah. Yeah, it's it sucks. It, it really, especially like, and I don't even mean to throw this out here, but listen, it's twenty twenty. You have a lot of women coming into the industry, you know, and a lot of us we are not looking for handouts. We are like just as strong as you are, you know. But come on, like, there's just there's there's no reason why a woman should have to like use the restroom in a in a truck, you know. Before I had my sleeper, when I was working for a company, I had a day cab. Yeah. Neil refused to give me a sleeper. So like even like, you know, eating or just, you know, just trying to focus on myself, taking the time that I need. Like there's no tents. So you have people looking at me and staring and it's it's just like like, man, come on, man. No privacy. It's sad that we have to even ask for that. Like, sir, can you please like <laughs> out of sight, out of mind, they they need to Get a little taste of that to see yeah. what we're talking about. Yeah, you know. So. It's humiliating in a way having to ask for that. Like, it should be a standard. Like, exactly. Just like these rest, uh, restaurants, they have the capacity limits and all this yeah, shit. They get you the go grades. into the terminal, they're like, overall, I did an assessment, like, well, not officially, but it's just like, you, you think, you know, you're like, okay, at this terminal, there's this many porta potties. At this one, there's that one. There's this many in the area. There's this many owner ops and out, you know, and, and uh, company drivers. Just um, just trucks of owner operators, I believe, is like under twenty thousand a couple years ago, at these terminals where I'd count it out, maybe like forty porta parties amongst all of them. Divide that by those drivers, and each truck doesn't always represent just one person. Sometimes it's a driver in a day and one at night, so that could be forty forty thousand people that need to relieve themselves and we're all sharing these restrooms yeah and then you gotta look um, at the maintenance records too like how many times are they being maintained through the day you know they might no, do they it go weeks what they should um they should bump it up and clean them more often oh absolutely. that's another thing if, if they're not gonna up the the volume then clean them more often exactly is that too much to, to ask for like a clean bathroom that sucks. That sucks. Yeah, the, I I resorted to buckets, and then it's like, 
it's nasty if you think about it. And humane, you know. Literally taking a shit in my truck. And I, you know. You know, and and women deal with a little bit more. Hmm. You know, won't say it, won't put it out there, but you know, we deal with a little bit more. So just, it sucks. It does. Yeah. It's bad. You know, but that's what we're fighting for. <laughs> we're fighting for <laughs> adequate restrooms. Yeah, you start with one thing and then the next. Yeah. You know, we can't demand everything at once. So small victories and little by little, you start noticing the change. Yeah. Um, you know, I will say uh, we have been able to meet with some real, like, high higher ups you know we spoke with mira joshi i always mess her name up we spoke with her we you know met with her in person which she's 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 great she's nice you know i don't you know really know her i would like to get to know her a little bit more um the secretary of transportation uh gang i uh and i hate the i hate messing up names but he's new huh yeah and uh he just came into the picture. Mm-hmm. I started with uh, proposing or that infrastructure bill. Yeah, that per mile and all this. And, and that's the, a, you know, when I had the opportunity to speak with him, I'm like, you know, I didn't hear anything about parking in there. You know, what are you yeah. gonna, do, what are you gonna do about parking? And that's when I said, you know, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm asking about rest stops for over the road drivers. I'm talking about parking specifically for the drayage drivers, the local drivers. You know, we need parking. There's no reason why we don't have parking, especially if there's a port and you're in, in a city and they're asking for grants for infrastructure. Parking is, is a part of that. Why are they not building any parking? Mm, always left out. Mm-hmm. Yep. And resorted to taking it home. And having to do all that stuff you do, you have to take off the plates and whatnot, allegedly, you know. Listen. So earlier you said something about what was it, memberships? There's no memberships? What was that? Yeah, there's no there's no membership fee. Like you uh, know, and it, and speaking for part eighteen, because you know, I don't I don't know, you know, what coalition eighteen rules, you know, I don't know what they are or you know, what their standards are. Mm-hmm. But to be a part of TMJ and to be a part of Part 18, there there's no membership. You know, we've talked mm-hmm. about it. We've argued about it. We've, we've you know, put into place so many of different, you know, effects and outcomes of it. But we want to, we want people to feel safe. Like, you're already busting your butt, you know, making, like, minimum you're not making a you know a lot some some drivers are not making anything like they're they're losing out on a lot but you know why would we want to take from you you know we're here trying to advocate we we just need your help we need your support that's all now you know if it comes to you know getting t-shirts and you know nice stickers and stuff like that maybe we could talk about that in the future but why would we charge to advocate it's like as soon as you bring money into the picture, it's like taboo. Like, oh, yeah. no, you you want to take advantage of us. Yeah, no. Yeah. Oh, no, this. But if that can lead to change, how much money will you make if change comes where there's expedited service, where, like, there's structure? Like, Yeah. It just Even if it was a $50 membership a month, like, how much more would you make if people actually took your interest into consideration? 
let's just say it resulted in uh, a, an organi- organized, uh, more organized, mm, like I said it already, faster service. So if you save two hours a day, that's 10 hours a week. You could do you could do a lot in 10 hours. Like that's profit you'll be making because your voice was heard and compared to 50 bucks. It's just an example, but I still, I still think that when you try too hard to to push a membership, it's like force feeding the movement. Yeah, it's like um, we need to. Oh my goodness, <laughs> bubble guts! I, it's oh, that's did you hear that? Yeah, yeah, that's my um. Today's my first day vegetarian, and I just had one of those wraps from Starbucks that it sounds like that rapper uh, Fatty Wap. But I don't know how you pronounce it, feta, rap, whatever, but <laughs> my body is not, you know. So, moving on. I'll be okay, though. I'll be okay. I'm what was I get saying? You, get you an In-N-Out burger. No, no, You know, no, I've no. never been In-N-Out burger. Vegetarian, vegetarian, starting today. Oh, no, come on. French nah. fries? Hmm? French fries? No, no. Yeah, I got, I'm 35. I'm starting to feel like... Uh, I need to take my health into consideration. I put a toe on my body. Without health, you don't have nothing. Like if, if I'm, I end up sick, I can't build a business. I can't do nothing if I'm falling apart. And just me, personally, I got, I got some, uh, some stuff I want to switch about my health. You know, I'm not feeling too good lately. So, see how that goes. You know what I mean? T. Hmm? Tea, lots of tea. Tea? Tea. Mm-hmm. See, I don't know why I have this this uh, belief. I don't know how to say it. Like, it's going to sound so stupid, but for example, tea. Tea sounds boring. <laughs> you know, like, so I won't drink it because it sounds boring. I don't know. Nah, let, let me tell you. You got to do like either black tea, green tea. Chamomile is for like when you're, you want to like relax and sleep. With some honey and fresh lemon. Oh, God, it's the best. It really is. It always got to be hot, though. Or can you throw that tea bag in, like, a water bottle and just carry it around? You could do it cold, but there's, like, you know, when it's hot, it's, like, so much better. Mm. Which, well, I drink a lot of hot tea, especially, like, in the wintertime. But, or, like, before bed. It's Tea is really good for you. Yeah, I'm going to switch it up because a lot of it is, like, the the lifestyle the eating habits and that we develop oh yeah doing this job like we're always on the go uh, i've had my my share of burgers as i drive you know <laughs> put, put my fries on the side by the handle on the window opening the the barbecue the sweet and sour packet, sauce you know, driving, put the barbecue packets up on the you know <laughs> dash yeah got my soda the big one because hmm? the burger ain't, ain't that good without a without a coke Sprite, um, come on. You get no Sprite is cheating. Just that's like your way of saying uh, I had something close enough to water. <laughs> it's clear, still soda, but yeah, I think. What was I saying before my my bubble guts interrupted? You remember? No, I think it was on your list of things to talk about. Cause we were, oh yeah, we were around that membership thing, right? Yep. So, oh yeah, so yeah, well, I've been through that, like thinking like. See, because I had wrote these in regards to when I took a break from the TMJ thing, right? So it's like, 
Contineros, it's always been about helping the truckers. Because, you know, when it started, I, I wanted it to be like an actual organization with, with thousands of members and association with the power to change the industry, like a truckers club where everyone pitched in towards the things that could benefit the group. Our own showers, our own parking, our own attorneys, affordable life insurance, all that good stuff, healthcare, and so on. And no more car washes for a deceased driver. Like, we're, like, so unprepared. Like, you shouldn't have to be leaving your family to worry about your burial and expenses after. Like, I think... If you don't pair like that, you fail them because you leave them to chance. Absolutely. I don't. And I'm guilty of that. I haven't really bought life insurance and none of that, but I'm looking into it, right? So stuff like that, like, let's bring awareness. Let's inform each other. Let's make us as successful and, and, you know, as as we can be. But believe it or not, there's a lot of envy amongst each other in the industry, you know, the this creates like a, I don't like him or her. I can do it better mentality, resulting in even more division. People that should be uniting start competing. Before you know it, there are too many chiefs, like I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. and not yeah. enough Indians. Yeah. They think it's a popularity contest mm-hmm. and pursue movements for all the wrong reasons. Exactly. But like it or not, <laughs> this is the part, you like it or not, we are one. So when when I wish them well, there I go with the I, right? I, I. When I wish them well, I wish the industry well. When I make progress, we all make progress. When you help a fellow trucker out, you help others by planting that seed of camaraderie. You got to do it yourself. So as far as memberships, we need good people that genuinely give a shit. Not memberships. So no I won't force feed people a membership. Why? Because of this quote that I love. I even wrote it on my table. It's by Rumi. I don't know if I pronounce it right. Rami. Rumi. But I like his fucking quote. So here we go. It says, Yesterday I was clever, so I wanted to change the world. Today I am wise, so I am changing myself. You know? I needed to work on me. I needed to work on me and something you got to be selfish with your with yourself so you can be a better version for others and you help them out better like that right so with this quote is like you feel like sometimes you you're chasing people down hey we got this movement we got like you just want them to like see your vision like and i don't know how to say it like you can't do that you can't they have to genuinely want to do it. So that's like bringing the, the horse to the water part, right? So so another note that I took. This is a late night shit. Sometimes it just comes, you know? <laughs> so this one might sound corny, but it's like progression is better than aggression. Stop trying to pull the, the horse to the water. Instead, provide the thirst. What What is the thirst? Your transformation that will inspire him or her to seek the water on his own. Lead by example, not by force, right? And in closing, it's just, I, I will still use the the brand to help truckers in whatever way I can. But we don't need members; we need unity. And the choice to do the right thing is always free, right? 
I'm going to be stressing out how many members I have or how many this. Like, no, who just pay do this, the best who you pay could. That. Do exactly. the best you can, I mean. like That's that. Listen, so even if... I'll even be if, back for sure, but... And when you come... When you come back, you know, when you come back, we're going to welcome you with open arms like you never left. Come on. Yeah, yeah. I, and just, I told you, too. I said just the side of me was I was feeling kind of guilty. Like, man, did no. I let people down or like, damn, man. Because, like, you know, I was wondering, you know, what happened and what was going on. He was like, oh, yeah. You know, Lewis <laughs> is not with us. Yeah. You know, he's not with us anymore. I was like, damn. OK. So then that's when I started to do research. And I'm like, oh, OK, well, I'll follow him whatever to see, you know, you know, exactly, you know what he is about because I know that we, we put ourselves down or whatever, but I needed to look exactly at who you were, mm-hmm. you know, because some people, they put up a good front, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. but you know, you, people trust you, you know, Pe- people like <laughs> actually come to you and like, they, they support you and what you do. So it's what you have shown to people is like, something great and i know you don't like you know you don't want to hear the word leader but (laughs) (laughs) well in many ways like you know you are and something you know what like some leaders some leaders don't always walk in the front just like the pack of wolves the leader is never in the front yeah it's weird interesting you say that because like like how social media works, you would think that I'm like an attention whore and all this, but <laughs> it's like you you want the attention and then you get the you want the attention so that you can speak of this, then you get the attention and you feel like oh shit oh shit it's really happening you know what I mean yeah but you ask for the blessing and you get it like you like this is a blessing like I I have the opportunity to although I don't have my own like legit movement like an association or documented and memberships right like this is, at the moment this is my way of giving back like being the mediator between the truckers and longshoremen and creating that whole uh, environment to coexist because i think there's a lot of miscommunication a oh, lot nice. of assuming we inherit like the beliefs like the stories that people say of longshoremen is like you go in there, oh, they're, they're assholes. So you go in there with that mentality, you're already defensive. So the first little sign you get, you're going to give back that energy. And then you get it back, and then now it's confirmed that they are like that. But in reality, you started it, or vice versa. It could be them too, right? Yeah. So just got to, like, lay it out. We're all working class. We yeah. keep going at each other. Meanwhile, we're both going to be the – we're going to contribute greatly to our own demise because – Let's face it, if if the elite can get rid of us, we're just working ads. And I say that respectfully. We're hard workers. We're the working ads that keep it going. And they know they need us. That's the only reason they we're around. If they could find a way to automate everything and get rid of you and me, they do not give a fuck about your family or mine. Absolutely. Just, just heard this rumor. Well, I'll say because I don't want to misinform, but I heard a rumor. There's billions or millions coming in for some, like you said, infrastructure. But it's all non-beneficial to us. Exactly. This one revolves around rail work. That can remove 750 trucks. It's the equivalent to what 750 trucks would move a year. 
That's why. That's 750 families. Yep. So we don't see it like that. But now, Growing guess what? Growing families as well. Guess what? When automation comes and takes longshoreman jobs and the truckers are talking shit like, ah, automation, automation. You're, You're talking about the same automation that's coming for you next. next. Yeah. So if you allow them to succeed in that phase, in that area, they're not stopping there. They're nope. not. They're coming for this next. They're working their way with whatever they can. Right now they have control over rail. Well, let's start with rail. It, it's a long-term plan. And, and eventually, when you got money and, and dedication, you always find a way. It takes time. but. <laughs> and you know what? It's crazy, too, because uh, I heard another rumor, and put emphasis on rumor, that um, they are... Over on the East Coast, they had a meeting in regards to truck parking for electric trucks. But none for the other trucks. None for us. So it's it's like, you know, after after all these years, you know, and, and you still, obviously, you know, you have diesel power trucks out here running. You know, we're going to be here for a while before they make that big switch. But it's like, like, how, like how dare you? you? You have the space for parking, but you will not provide it to tax-paying citizens. There's really no incentive to give a shit about us at the moment, I think, other than the labor we provide. But the labor we provide, they already have that. Uh, they reap the rewards of that labor in other ways. So yeah. all the movements going on, and I mean movement as far as workflow, all that going on, they already secured the bag. The minute the container you know, touches that, you know, that dock, it's money. Every container, money, 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 money. Like, they got their money secured. There's restrooms and your rights and waiting times. It's like, fuck, it's like not even on their mind. So you thought appointments were put in place with your best interest? They're not. They're just to document that you missed it and make a profit off of that. It's not to help you. The, the It's still fucked up, the congestion. You have an appointment to see the dentist, how am I going to have an appointment at 10 and this motherfucker walks into the waiting room at 3? That wouldn't fly, but why does it fly in the terminals? We Absolutely. made an appointment service us. Absolutely. You know what? I, Global is automated. Like that whole section that I told you about, automated. So if it's full, if it's 500 trucks there waiting and it's all automated, that's, that's, that's contributing to the congestion. That's slowing us down. So it's like... Even even though like you you see it, you still want to put the blame on the shortage. It's not really us; it's the operations. But they don't care. It's it's gonna work for what's in their best interest. And you're right; it's the money. They're just seeing TEUs. They're not seeing uh, a mother or father. Nope. A family that depends on that income. They just see TEUs. We got an average amount moved today. We did good. Yeah. Not, you know, no John. John Doe over there wasn't able to take a shit for like a couple hours, yeah, but they don't care. The numbers are good. Oh, this guy got stuck. He missed out his anniversary dinner. Who cares? Fast forward two months. He's just going to have a divorce. It's not their fault. I'm just saying I'm just running these scenarios that there's all these things that go into consideration on a daily basis. Like, and all that matters is whether or not they met their 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 quote. You know, it sucks. It I really think, does. I think that's their bragging rights. I, I mean, I wish they were as passionate about giving a fuck about truckers as they are with reporting the annual TEUs moved. 
it's always some exciting news, but it's like, show the real shit. That's why we have these people on social media. We're showing the real shit. Yeah, especially for it's the trade industry. The terminal. Exactly. It should be illegal that I have to fucking shit my pants. <laughs> it's not funny, but it's... Me, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I hold the... Oh, oh, I don't know if I hold the record, but I, I've done it twice. In your pants? Well, sort of. One is in my, <laughs> pants, one is in my pants and one is on the floor by the shifter. <laughs> that was an interesting thing. Yeah. <laughs> you got to like let the windows down, let it air out, like mad spray, bathroom. That's my appointment because I'm right there cleaning that shit, literally. It's like, and I have no shame saying that because it happened. If I didn't say it, it still happened. I went through that. Like, it's not okay. You know? But if you had a bathroom, it would not have happened. A clean one, a decent one. A lot of us are dirty as fuck, though, man. Like we had, we had an opportunity to use a clean restroom at uh, LBCT. It had AC. What happens? I don't know who the fuck thought it was a good idea to like dump the whole toilet paper in there and clog it up, shit all over the floor, and it's like <laughs> it's not funny, but it's funny. It's like a lot of little variables. Like we can't really play victim too often, right? But th- th- we also got to do our part. We can't just. Imagine they give us clean restrooms. There's still that part, that small percentage of drivers that are just fucking fucking it up for everyone else. And you know what? You have to, there's so much diversity. They locked that restroom. We can't use it no more. Oh, jeez. We're back to porta potties. Oh, sorry. Go on. Yeah. yeah. But no, there's a lot of diversity um, within the trucking industry. So you have drivers that, you know, don't necessarily believe in um, flushing toilet paper. Mm -hmm. They put it in the trash or they leave it on the floor. It's just, it's crazy how it is, but that's just their beliefs. You might get a little closer to the mic. Respectfully. Yes. Thank Re- respectfully. Appreciate you. I like that. Respectfully. Then I get that, the, the comments that, that hurt my self-esteem or the audio sucks on YouTube working on it, guys. But. He's fine. You better leave him alone. Hmm. So yeah, where were you before I interrupted you with that um, suggestion? Yeah, no, no, just about like the different diversities, you know, with everyone. And I actually, it was back in uh, 2020, like April of 2020. It was uh, it was super crazy because um, I never used porta potties, especially at the receiver, and I had to use the bathroom. So. I went and um, it was like poor ventilation. Somehow, like, I ended up getting COVID. Like after like two days, what? two days after I started feeling like down and sick, my body was hurting, and I'm like, no way, this like, you, it's unreal. Call my nana up. I'm like, nana, I don't feel good. She's like, you, you better go get tested, and got COVID. And it was it was that one thing that I didn't do, that that I did do that I normally don't do, and that's use a porta potty. Trucks you always you clean. You got COVID because of that. I do because a trucker went in before me, and I used it like after him. Because mm. I wasn't, you know, wasn't talking to nobody. I was masking up, cleaning my truck. But you never know. That's just you know how I feel. That's got everyone paranoid. That's the best weapon, I think. The an invisible uh, fear, like. Cause you don't see it, you're like, oh shit, anywhere can be COVID. It's if, you know what I mean. At this point, 
it's like you know i don't even know what's whatever gonna be no more, you who know? cares it's like there's always something going on uh earlier uh, um in this decade it's that whole political party versus political party trump and this and mm-hmm. that and uh, uh white versus black black lives matter uh all lives matter then you got a uh, now it's uh, the most recent one is the vaxxed versus unvaxxed and it's like fuck man like that's all that is that and using rational thinking kind of gets you into trouble sometimes like you could genuinely question something like why the fuck does my son have to sit at a desk at school wearing the mask all fucking day but as soon as i go into a restaurant the minute i sit on a table which can be a desk i could take my mask off or why they my son's classmate got covid oh we're gonna test you know your son to make sure he's good so the, his, he found out his classmate had COVID on a Monday. They test him on a Monday. They, meanwhile, my son keeps going to school every day. Then we get the results on Thursday. Like, what if he did have it? So then between yeah. Monday and you Thursday, everyone it. else. It's like, it's a bunch of, like, shit that don't make sense. But, hey, it's your, it's your world. You know, I just live in it. and You got to accept it because there's there's no other way. It yeah, sucks. One way to get into arguments is, you know, bring up religion, politics. And there's one more. Can you add one more? Okay, so religion, politics, and what kind of engine you have underneath your hood. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, you drive an automatic or or a, or a 10-speed. You know, what? That could ten, be a good one. 10-speed all the way. Come yeah. into IXX. <laughs> <laughs> have you driven the automatic? Yeah, yeah. When I was a company driver. How, how was that? Sucked. It was a Volvo spacious it's mm. like a cadillac i can't mm. kid you not but it was super weak very weak mm. it was dd13 okay okay but i've never driven one but sometimes with the way traffic gets here you get one of those trips during rush hour oh yeah uh, at a 50 mile radius uh, that would normally be like an hour and 15 becomes two and a half hours two hours and man takes a toll on that on that clutch foot you know those knees popping knees oh my goodness but now like uh uh i miss my truck so much mm-hmm. and uh of course his name is appa you named your truck appa appa uh-huh. have you ever seen avatar no the it's like a avatar last airbender he has a, a flying bison which is like big and white mm-hmm. and so my truck is big and white so appa appa in Spanish, uh, apa, uh, it's a different, I guess a different accent, maybe. Apa, apa. Apa. Apa is like dad, like A-pops or like. Oh, okay. Dad, you know, apa. How do you spell that one in the one you're talking about, apa? Like, A-P-P-A. Ah. Uh, apa. <laughs> right now we were talking about so much fucking porta potty talk that I came up with a little... Sometimes I do these little random ideas. I think I'm gonna make um, I'm gonna make candles <laughs> with like a sticker, right? And it'll be a porta party in the middle. Like we're gonna, you know, we're gonna we're gonna pray for porta parties and have it looking all. You know, you might be an undercover genius with all the doodling. You really might. Look at all that. <laughs> <laughs> you really might be. And put them outside of the. I'll, I'll come up with something. That's what keeps it fun, you know. Like that's uh. We we make this job fun because it can be uh, 
towards the end, I started getting like really depressed. Like, fuck, like I'm gonna go here, I'm gonna get stuck here, I'm gonna go through this. And then you wanna get your money up and you're like, you get up motivated, you're like, let's go get this money. Boom, long ass line. And you got this little meter of uh, motivation for the day that starts Slow tanking. Down. On your way out, you're like at a quarter, you know, on your tank, on your on your motivational tank. And then it's like, fuck. Then you do all that throughout the week and then you're not too happy about the numbers. Then the next week, it, it, it's like a little uh, snowball effect. So it, it was the time that it was getting a little depressing for me. It's like, I got own authority. I got my own truck. I got this. Like, why am I not? It's not working out for me, you know? At, at the time, you know? Of course, I was doing a lot of extracurricular activities. Uh-huh. So I wasn't taking that into consideration because, you know, I thought I had it all under control. But Dude, it happens. I just learned for a reason. Learn like, from it. it. We're like, here, look, you know, like, look, I'm you know, all the way from the East Coast. Come shit. on. Thank you for your time. You know, like, listen, no, like, I, I just told you, and then you're like, why not? What? what? I might take a, a flight out there. Yeah. I'm like, are you serious? So you're like, literally, like the first guest that, like, uh, well, second guest that flew in because Mike, uh, the the CEO of Port Pro, which is like I said, sponsoring this podcast. He obviously flies in, right, every now and then to check on the operation and do his thing. Um, shout out to him. Thank you for the opportunity. But, yeah, you flew out here. Like, you just did it. Like, you're on the move. Listen, you, know? you got one life to live. Like, and I'm, I'm not just going to sit here and, like, just not live it. I'm, I'm going to do whatever, whatever I feel like I should do. I'm going to do it. You know, I used to... Intuition. Yeah, like, and I used to be, like, scared of what people would say. Yeah. You, you can't live like that. You really can't. It'll eat you up. I'm a, I, I've been like that, but I'm at that phase where I, I still care, but I choose not to let it... Um, I'm not going to bullshit you. Like, a lot of people say, I don't give a fuck. The people, the, the people that say they don't give a fuck the most are the ones that give a fuck the most. Like, why do you have to keep reminding people? Like, just be it. <laughs> Like, no. when you try to remind others, I think you're just trying to remind yourself. Like, if you genuinely don't give a fuck, you just don't react to negative comments. You just don't let... It's like you're deaf. Deaf ears for all that negativity. It Keep is what going. It is. And... Especially, like, now that I can control, you know, my work and, you know, what I want to do. It's like, why not? You know, like, why... Why stay over there and deal with the snow? Like, why not come out here, you know, relax a little bit, take some time off, and, you know, just see what other ideas I can come up with, you know, to help build Pink Transportation LLC to where I want it to be. And, you know, luckily I had the help of uh, Mr. Daryl Chang from, can I shout them out? Cannon Express. Because, like, with every little thing, especially, you know, putting my truck into the drage industry, he has, like, coached me through and, like, helped me through so much because there was a time where it was like, oh, okay, well, I got my own authority. Now, you know, let me get this trailer. I'm never going back to the port. I, I, like, this is it. Like, drive in all the way. You know, let me get on the board. Let me book my own loads. But it was something. It's something about the industry that just kept pulling me back to it. I'm not gonna lie. I tried to run from it a few <laughs> times. It's like you need that break sometimes to realign yeah. yourself, but it calls you back. You feel there's business pending, like there's something you gotta handle. 
there's something that you have to take care of, you know? Listen, like, it's it's just, I, I can't get away from it. Like, I, I love it. Even if you put all this, like, take all this away from me, like, just, I love being in the port. Like, no matter how much I say, oh, I hate it. I'm not doing this no more. I'm never coming back. You know, it just so happened that my customer was like, oh, you know, I have these containers. The company that was pulling them, they're like, they're, they're slow, like they're not pulling them no more. They're dropping the ball. And I was like, damn, Jess. All right, I'm going to go get this one container. That's it. I'm not doing ports no more. <laughs> and then now, now, now look, like I'm pulling like all her containers out the port. Yeah. And it's nuts. And then they're getting transloaded onto my trailer and then I'm delivering them and it's wow. like that. You're making it work. Mm-hmm. Um, I need more people to join the team. <laughs> they say, um, send this in the comments, like when we use whatever output we can to get the word out there. So uh, mine has been social media. And so sometimes I'll post stuff to bring awareness, but people misunderstand it. Like they misinterpret it. Like they get defensive, like it's all about them. But it's just to bring awareness to that. Like, hey, this is going on in here. And you get a lot of hate in the comments. Like people, I one main thing is, like, if you hate it so much, why the fuck do you keep coming back? It's like, you're right. I, sh I should say fuck this, but guess what happens when I leave? That doesn't change nothing. Doesn't. And then the next person gets tired of it and they leave. So you, the operation is allowed to continue as is. So there has to be that period you go through of discomfort and just going through that fucking shithole sometimes to make it better for the rest. And so that's my answer to that. That's why we don't leave because we, we think if we leave, it's like throwing in the towel and allowing you to continue treating us the way you do. So I just want everyone to get along. I know it sounds corny, but I really think that we could be so much stronger. Like, and I know it's a lot to ask because we can't even get truckers to, you know, get along. And then we want to add you know, longshoremen into the mix. Like, when I started out, I was like, it it, it was like, fuck longshoremen. Because based on, based on like two or three experiences that I had, that's me classifying everyone. You know, it's not Absolutely. fair to the other people that because three were dirty to me, now they're all bad. It's not right. Sorry. You just got to treat everyone right as you run into them. Everyone. Everyone. That whole title shit goes off the window. Like, just as a human, like, I respect you. You're you're out here making your money. So am I. We need each other. I need you to put the load. Uh, I need to get it out of here. Let's let's get along. Absolutely. And so now I'm like a mediator. I, I would like to say that, and I'm not ashamed to say that I. I got love for both sides now. That's good. You that's know? good. That's good. You know, um, I've built some relationships with some long short with some longshoremen and some um, terminal operations managers, you know, like not even because we haven't met with all of the uh, ports yet. We're still waiting for two more and then we have our follow up meetings. But um, yeah, like it's it's to the point that, we, you know, we're on first name basis. Well, they call me pink, but, you know, I'm on first name basis with them and they're like, listen, if you know a driver that's having an issue, you know, or, you know, they really need to go or, you know, just they really need help. 
if they reach out to you, reach out to us to see if, you know, we can help you in any way. So sometimes you have to be like that. You're right. Not everyone is bad, but not everyone is a good guy either. Yeah, yeah both sides have their... Yeah. One of them told me, well, we can't be too nice to you guys because then there's there's some of you will give you a hand and you want the whole arm. So that you have no limits. Like this guy, um, he was on episode five. He's um, he's a chassis mechanic for IOW Local 10. Uh, shout out to Anthony Cordero de Dios. <laughs> um <laughs> His first experience was this, this driver's mad. Hey, hey in, in Spanish, change all these tires, man. They're no good. I want them all changed. He's like, sir, what's, what do you mean? And then he checked them. Sir, these tires are good. They were just recaps, though, but the driver didn't want recaps. He wanted, you know. So what does he do? He changes all eight. He, he Next thing you know, he has this long-ass line, and he, it was stressful for him, but... So little stuff like that where you got taken advantage of. At the end, the driver didn't even say thank you. He was just like, you know? Yeah. And he's hooking him up with a Gatorade or something, you know? But Dude. So, like, with time, based on their experiences, they that reflects on how they treat us, too. Like, we, we got to not... It's how you come at people. Absolutely. Know? Absolutely. So, You're right. Listen, like, I keep, like, mad, now. mad snacks and, like, little cans of soda in my truck. Yeah. So when I am at... When I, when I am stuck in the port, you know, if I see a driver or, you know, I see like one of the guys and they, they look like, you know, hungry or whatever, like I'll just throw them like, here you go, here you go. But how does a driver look hungry? Do you see him like biting his nails? Or? That or they're staring at me eat. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm just holding like up those, a bag of chips. Like those seagulls <laughs> that come. You know? yeah. Oh, man. Yes. Uh, there was yeah. a video of this guy. Uh, one of them, he was eating an apple, I believe. And those birds were the ones that go, mine, 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 mine. Finding Nemo. Yeah. <laughs> it was literally right there in front of his window. And he was having fun with it. Like, I was saying, see, we got to have fun. You know, stay positive. So he was, all right, I got you, homie, I got you. So he'll put the apple by the window. And then the bird kept coming up to the window. and But he could never eat it. He just, that guy was having a blast. That, like, oh, tricking man. that bird. Oh, man. We got to have a battle of the birds, East Coast versus West. East Coast birds are, like, disrespectful, I'm telling you. They don't give a fuck, those At all. birds, man. At Take all. Take your lunch. At you all. At some point in Spanish, they called, um, see, there's what should be um, what most considered derogatory terms, like a peer rat, you know? Yeah. Or uh, here they, they, they've called us in Spanish what that word, or what that bird is, uh, gaviotas, you know? So they call it like. You guys. Yeah. Because oh. you see how they act like scavengers and they're yeah. all fighting for that last crumb, you know? Like, th- that's how they're like looking at us, you know? When they that's crazy. call us gaviotas. Well, yeah, we uh, we definitely use peer rats on the East Coast. Yeah. We're called peer rats. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like. I use it, but not in a disrespectful way. Yeah. It's like pure rat shit. Like, yep. what we got to do, we got to thug it out. We leave with fucked up, <laughs> no mud flaps. Pure rat shit. That's what it falls One under. light. Pure rat shit. Yeah. Um, open doors because you don't check him at the warehouse. Pure rat shit, you know. But let's see, we're getting close to the end of this. Any advice you want to give to other uh, other people that want to start pursuing this? Um, Advocating or just getting into the industry? 
getting into the industry and advocating. You could do both. Why not? Okay. Well, as far as getting into the drage industry, I would definitely say uh, make sure that you hook up to the right company because that can change a lot. You know, you don't want to get on to a, uh, a bad company and they put your license in, je- in jeopardy because they will. They'll have you doing all types of stuff. Trust me, been there, done that. Ended up on a cinder block waiting for help messing around with this company. But mm. knock on wood, no accidents or anything. My MVR is very clean. I tend to keep it that way. And as far as advocating, when you're advocating, make make sure that it's the truth. Make sure it's your truth. And uh, if you want to advocate with us, you know, just reach out. Where can they reach you, get a hold of you, if they're interested in, in your movement and what you got going on? Uh, they can... I wouldn't, you know, I was going to say slide in my DMs, but Uh, that doesn't even sound (laughs) right. So, but, (laughs) but, um, oh, you could say you can slide in the DMs respectfully, very respectfully. Yeah. So slide in the DMs very respectfully, you know, pink transportation dot LLC on Instagram. I am also on Twitter, NJ Port Girl. Um, and yeah. Does P, uh, what is it, that, that uh, Par 18 have a social media account? or Par, um, Par 18 doesn't have a social media old account. old school like that? Very old school. You know, Billy's grandpa. So mm-hmm. he, he's like, no social media. But, um, you know, we still have our meetings faithfully, you know. And we have, um, we have a, a chat on Messenger where okay. we all chat together, you know. We're doing some, some big stuff, you know. Bills are getting passed in Washington State. Meetings with political leaders, and it just—it's only up from here. You know, we, we gotta—we gotta get the industry better. We want people to stay. Yeah, that—that's a big progress already. That you broke that—the icebreaker. Yeah. Of talking to a, a port executive, because yeah. some for some reason, it feels like I can't put a face to them, like. Who is it? What is it? You just see a building, you see lines, yeah. and all that represents them in a way. But I don't. If I had one face to face, I wouldn't know how I would. I would definitely talk to him or her, but I don't know how that conversation would go. Like, um, it, it, I would feel like maybe I'm getting the runaround. Like you're being politically correct. Like I would feel like my requests fall on deaf ears. Like, like you know, th- there's all the charismatic, you know political way that, that certain individuals take things, or they, you know, they're very smiley and Absolutely. nice, and, but they're not going to do shit, you know, in, in Spanish, you. they call it a atole con el dedo, so what it means is like, let's just say you have a, what do you call it, the porridge, what do you, so, uh, something to eat, right, the honey, let's just say you have honey, and you want that bowl, right, and they're making you think you're going to get the bowl eventually, but mm-hmm. all they're doing is just dipping their, 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 their pinky in there and giving you a little taste just to keep you at bay, like, Oh, yeah, yeah, eventually. Um, Here you go. Thanks for coming. Oh, we value your opinion. Yes. Well, never do it, you know? Oh, absolutely. And it happens. But you know what? You just keep on going. Like, the only thing that you can keep doing is just keep spreading the message. And, you know, eventually, you know, change will happen. It'll come. All right. We're going to definitely keep keep at it. And I look forward to reconnecting with you guys soon. Very soon, actually. So, yeah, all I can say is thank you very much for your time. 
I value everyone's time that comes and takes a chance on this because I'm, I'm new to it, you know? What if I fuck up and the video's lost? Like, that's a big liability that I feel I owe respect to you for your time. So I do my best to do it right, you know what I mean? And Absolutely. make sure that um, that it comes out good, you know? So once again, broken record here. Thank you for your time. Um, without people like you coming in, like the podcast is nothing. Without people supporting a movement, it's nothing. It's it's all a collective, you know. Yeah. So thank you for your participation. In no it. problem. No oh. problem. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I'll catch you on the next one. Peace.